podcast at all. It wasn't on at all. We didn't have to do the podcast all day. <laughs> I feel like we've done five podcasts today. This is the last one, I swear. Rocket Punch, episode 19. Not doing any more promos for today. Yeah, that's that's far enough. You know how hard it is to improvise and like to... to ugh, it's just difficult. As you can see right here, Wing Zero has his problems improvising, as do I. Yeah. But especially in doing a promo where you're supposed to say, Rocket Punch, we're an okay podcast. And trying to do this in 45 minutes, it's kind of hard. Yeah, my ability to improvise is just as hard as my ability to improvise. Or my ability <laughs> to actually install something as quickly as you can. Yeah, you're so forgiving. You don't have as much hate as I do. So I'm Filthy Monkey. Once again, this is my cohort, Ring Zero. And this week, we're reviewing A Blast from the Past and A Blast Somewhat from the Future. As in a videotape we got from the local video store on the corner. There was so much crap at that video store. I was in love. Yeah. I, we, we didn't even have time to look at the children's section. <laughs> we could have. We could have. But we chose, uh, we chose Fire Tripper. We also got, uh, what, what was the name of that other one by uh, Tatsunoko? Tatsunoko, we got um, Zillion. Zillion, the light gun anime. See, I didn't even remember what that was on, like, it was a number. It was a very big number. It's Zillion. Z- zillion, trillion. Yeah, I have no idea why they called it that. Was it, w- it wasn't that the, uh, the power source for the guns? Uh, Man, we don't have much Zillion left. I don't know. It was just a very strange name. Especially in English, considering it's just a silly number. I mean, who? What's an azillion? Nothing. Is I don't azillion. know. That's 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 not a number, as far as I know. Okay, and we also got Space Warrior. Oh man, which we have not watched. We bought that on the box art alone. It's just this guy staring at you with the most amazed face ever. And we also got a copy of the old Streamline dub of the Capsule of Cagliostro. Hell yeah. Which, which is Wing Zero's property now, and he's very excited it's for it. It's mine. Mine and forever. <laughs> Mainly because I told him the voice of Porky Pig was Lupin. And he does a very good job on it. Well, like old Porky Pig from like the 1950s? And no, stuff no, like no. Not Mel Blanc. I mean, um, I believe the name is Bob Bergen. Well, I don't, how would I know? There hasn't been any new Looney Tunes stuff at all. Well, they did Duck Dodgers, and he was in that. Oh, yeah, you are right. You are and right. And there was Looney Tunes back in action, and he was in that. Let me look up his name. Because I'm on the interweb. Oh, man, so now i got to fill this with stuff about my day. All right, let me talk about what I've been playing. Let's see. Wario Land 4, Mega Man ZX uh, Advent, Mega Man Zero 2. Yes, his name is Bob Bergen. Bob Bergen? He was also in the anime. Hey, he was in Akira. Oh, really? (laughs) He was in the old double of Akira. Tales of the Wolf, Megazone 23... Techno Man? Techno Man. Techno Man. Spirited Away? He was in Spirited Oh, crap. He's he was no, no face. face. Yeah, but they had no lines. And, yeah, he had a few lines. At the I, beginning when uh, so-and-so spoiler is happening. I can't say because it's a spoiler. All right. Let's see. Right. He was also in Look Who's Talking Now. He was in Gremlins. He, <laughs> he was, was in the voice of one of the Gremlins. Wait a second. It says Ghoulies 3 here. Wikipedia, are you lying to me? <laughs> Space Jam, Marvin the Martian, Lincoln's back in action, Santa Claus 2. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Okay, enough of that. So, there hasn't really been any video game news this week. If there has, it's been blinded by my just 
my my drive to get perfect scores on every mini game on uh, Rhythm Tengoku, and uh, I've been playing that like nuts, and I've been playing playing Wario Land Four for you know to to get back into the swing of things for when Wario Land Shake It comes out. You're and, very uh, excited for Warrior Wednesday. Oh, God, am I ever. It's a platformer. It's 2D, and it's on a main system. You know what the... When, when's the last time something like that's happened? You can't remember. I can't that's remember. right, because oh, it doesn't happen. Beautiful Joe? Well, what happened to Beautiful Joe's company, though? Well, they were too awesome, so they had to explode in a bankruptcy. Yeah, man. Uh, I miss you, Clover Studios. I really do. They'll never be... Uh, them and working designs, you know, they just love their uh, fans too much. Oh, yeah. Um, would you mind if we uh, skipped a beat here so I can go over my one piece of news, which is yeah, go kind of big, kind of small, kind of ifish. So um, I'm sure you've heard of Toon Disney, right, Mr. Zero? Mm, yeah, they play DuckTales. Oh, yeah, or at least well, they, if they don't, then I don't know who you're talking well, about. Well, <laughs> apparently the channel of uh, Toon Disney is about to become... Disney XT in February 2009. Not to say that this is a giant last-ditch effort, effort to keep Toon Disney on the air. But. Because by means, they have like had the Jetix block on for at least a good part of the day. Um, let's see. According to this article I have on Toon Zone... So it's going to become Disney XD, and they're going to be focusing more on new content. And uh, what else are they going to be doing? Um... The new network will feature a mix of animation, such as Phineas and Herb and Batman the Animated Series, and new live-action series such as the superhero series Aaron Stone, and a, mo- blah, blah, and a mockumentary called Mongoose and Luther, which I have no interest in it at the moment. And they're probably going to have the Lilo and Stitch anime on there. And if you haven't heard about this, yes, there is a Lilo and Stitch anime in the works. And that just also, makes me laugh to no end. There's also a couple other series, one of which is called RoboDZ, which is going to be coming over. And all the Batman and Superman cartoons they've been airing, along with the Spider-Man and the rest of the Marvel cartoons they've been showing. Well, like uh, like Justice League and stuff like that? Oh, no. they For some reason, like in uh, last fall, they started showing Batman, the animated series, and Superman. Well, like in the 90s cartoons, yeah. right? Yes, yeah, those yes. are good. I was just watching... Uh, I watched the first six episodes... Of the uh, animated series, just like, I'm going to say like four days ago, I just marathoned a bunch of that. Good stuff, good stuff. Maybe we'll talk about some of the movies eventually. Which is a lot better than staying on Boomerang, which no one has. Yeah, ah, uh, man. I, I remember watching Boomerang, and I'm like, oh, snap, it's the Hair Bear Bunch. And then feeling dirty afterwards, I'm like, like oh, it's oh, the wait. Hair Bear Bunch. Yeah, too bad I they got canceled. I want to throw up. And, I don't know, they had Scooby-Doo, and they had... Uh, I guess Smurfs. <laughs> is this really at a point of excitement? No, no. I don't, don't know. They also have two stupid dogs. They do. They also have uh, old Dexter's Laboratory episodes. For you know, I had only had like Boomerang for like a month, but I I enjoyed it while I could. Okay, so say we go straight into Fire Tripper. I guess yeah. Let's go for it. Okay, Fire Tripper. As you may know from a certain author called Romiko Takahashi, you may know her from such. Sexy, exciting works as Inuyasha and Rama One Half. And uh, Urusei, uh, whatever, Yatsu. Urusei Yatsura. Doesn't that mean, like, shut up, Yatsutura? It's something insulting. I'm pretty sure, yeah. So, she did this series of short, of, uh, short manga stories called Rumik World, one of which was called Fire Tripper. Yeah, now, Fire Tripper. In 1985, Studio Pierrot. Pierrot? Pierrot? 
who did who have done such works as Bleach and Yu Yu Hakusho were like, yeah, we're gonna animate this into a fifty episode, 50, uh, fifty minutes, fifty episodes. That would well, that would make more sense. That would it? make more sense in Ramiko given Takahashi's, the source material uh, yeah. logic. But this is a fifty minute OVA that we found at the video store. Yep, it cost a seven fifty, and it was worth every penny. And what? What the first thing that comes to my mind from this show is incense. Don't you mean incest? Incest. Yeah, I keep messing up those two words, but yes, incest. So let me let me give you the breakdown for this story. Uh, what's the name main, uh, name of the main girl? Let me see here. I don't even remember. It's Suzuko. Suzuko. Which so you're Su- going to need to remember for future reference to understand the complex plot of Fire Tripper. It's not that complex as it is convoluted and retarded. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is completely retarded. So Suzuko. She's uh she's a regular high school girl, kind of like the main girl from Inuyasha, and she's walking down the street with this uh, little boy neighbor that she has, and Who all has of apple a sudden, litis. huh? Well, yeah, he had to take an uh, apple tumor out of his stomach. He had bad appleitis. Appleitis. Yep. And uh, you know they're walking down the sidewalk, and oh no, giant gas explosion, and she Literally, dies within seconds of the show starting. She dies. It's not even. That they show any kind of blood or any kind of suggestion that of her dead corpse. It's just that the gas explosion occurs. And she's teleported 500 years into the past, into feudal Japan. I like this a lot more than Inuyasha already. Yeah, honestly, like, if you thought you might have liked Inuyasha, but you didn't want to sit through the, I don't know, 500 episodes, whatever the hell it was. And that show that, that show didn't even finish. It got canceled. So that's already too, uh, too much there. Then, I don't know, maybe you should start watching this, because it's basically like the same goddamn thing. Now... Suzuko is saved by this mysterious man named Shukumaro, who is kind of this badass samurai who is rough but has a heart of gold. So he's Koga from Inuyasha. Well, That's he all is, it is Inuyasha. Well, he looks like Koga, well, but he's Inuyasha as the character. And also something I skipped. The moment she falls into feudal Japan, she's in the middle of a battlefield where she is about to get raped by three men. Man, I love when she gets there and she sees all the dead bandits and she's like, Hey, do you know where I am? Oh my god, you're dead! She didn't even notice it. There's no <laughs> insinuation she was surprised by the dead corpse. She just nudges it. She's like so freaking slow. How do you not notice you're in a, you're in like a giant massacre that happened? There's like 20 dead guys on the floor with like arrows coming out of them and she thinks like this guy next, next to her might be alive. Doesn't it's... even go through her head that, oh, you know, these guys are all dead. So, she's in the past, and there's this guy named Shukumaro. And nearly immediately, you can put into the insinuation, because before all of this began, we had a flashback where she was in, in fact, feudal Japan as a young child. Right. And wouldn't you know it, something that's on fire falls on her, and she falls it... into the future. Right, like as a four-year-old girl... She's caught in a fire in feudal Japan. She's teleported into the future. Somebody adopts her. Then big explosion back in the past. And then it continues from there. So already we are introduced to her as a child. And her name is Suzu. And almost immediately we are given the insinuation that Shukumaru, the male protagonist, is trying to sleep with his own sister from the future. Which I gotta say... You know, I like the story idea. It's different, at least. 
and it's pretty hilarious that they would put this kind of incestuous story. I wouldn't call story. it hilarious. I'd call it kind of disgusting. It's weird. It's creepy, but it's... Like, this is what Rumiko Takahashi makes me feel weird and disgusting and unsatisfied with any of her works. I don't know. Ramahaf was okay. It had its moments, right? So, all of this happens, and basically, despite all of these battles occurring in the feudal Japan, they kind of just stand there for a while and just go, so what do we do next? Uh, I don't know, you want to go look for that kid that disappeared in the explosion? Yeah, I guess. I and don't... they go looking around for his Where's Waldo shirt, which is literally red and white striped. Yeah, we're like, Waldo! Waldo died! We only found his shirt! Why, Waldo, why? So, there, of course, there are some kind of romantic hints between the two of them, which are just kind of weird. Yeah, all the other people in the village... Uh... To, uh, or, uh, to the, uh, they say to the guy, it's like, man, you haven't slept with her yet? You're like man. 16. Your life expectancy is 30 in feudal Japan. I love how later when he asks her her, na- uh, her age, he's like, how old are you? She's like, 17. He's like, you're an old hag. You're it's so like, and old. And I'm 16. I'm some young, fresh, new bait. But I'll marry you anyway. And then it's like, oh, snap. She's going to marry her, her brother. And here's where things get... a. You can't do that, Marty! You're gonna screw up the future! I really do wish Doc was in this movie. Actually, 1985. What was Back to the Future? 82? I suppose, but the second Back to the Future is where he has to, you know, stop himself from not being born, if I remember correctly. But, no, 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 that's the first one. Is it the first one? The first one's where his mother is hidden on him. Oh, yeah! Man, good series. Go watch Back to the Future. Is stealing from Back to the Future, which just shows... Not to, high say quality. That, yeah, not to say that there's never been any medium, you know, talking about the past another. ever, but uh, it, uh, the parallels are obviously there. And let's see, what else happens in this? Man, did, did, didn't you love that one scene where she realizes that, like, her, her baby self, and she's staring at her, and it's like, oh crap, that's me. And they've got this little <laughs> plot piece, which is this bell that she has on her as a child and as a teenager. And almost immediately, they give that as, like, this obvious plot point. Like, oh, she's uh, her, the little sister. Right. I love how, uh, how oblivious she was to it. She meets her younger, like, four-year-old self. And it's like, hey, you got a nice bell there. Yeah, it was given to me my, by my brother. Yeah, I've got a bell like that. It's but a it's lot a older, older, and it doesn't sound as good when you mm-hmm. ring it. But, uh, you know, basically the same bell. And it doesn't, go, she, it doesn't hit her for, like, another 20 minutes that that's her. And that this whole entire plot is retarded. <laughs> well, things get a bit worse. Once she finds out that she is, in fact, herself, and her older brother... Well, older? Younger. Guess, like, younger now, is trying to jump her bones. There's a big battle in the village where Akama is about to attack everyone. Akama is, of course, the unnamed villain who doesn't show up to the end. And lo and behold... He has, he bears a giant log as his weapon. It's like the size of one of those phone pole logs, and that's that's a pretty damn decent weapon. I would play as him in Samurai Showdown in an instant. I'd be like, hey, log in the face, log fatality. So, <laughs> he and Shukumaru have a kind of dull, boring showdown, where just as, um, just as uh, Akuma's about to hit him with a flaming log... Uh, Shuzuko jumps in the way of it, and they both go into the future. Yeah, oh, wow. And then, do we want to spoil the the awesome ending? 
Yes. We might as well. None of you are going to watch this anyway. <laughs> I was so utterly bored with the exception of this incestuous plot. What, you didn't like that, uh, what's the name of the main villain? The only Akama? villain? Huh? Akama? Akama or whatever his name. You didn't like him being stabbed in the jugular with a sword and it not phasing him at all? I was just kind of bored of that point. I was like, I oh really crap. Care. Something just happened and nothing, he's not even Something phased. happened in this anime where incestuous relationships are happening. Yeah, and then it's like found out that that it, it was actually like Shu was uh, Shukamaru or whatever, and that he went ten, Shu went ten years into the past, and of which she went to, and he became Shukamaru. And so, then uh, they realized, hey, wait, we're not brother and sister because you were that little kid that went in the past with me. So our incestuous relationship doesn't happen because we're not related. So I'm going to go into the past with you and get married. That's, that's the ending. And then the only thing that she <laughs> contemplates of the present is like, well, I have my parents here. and uh, But they basically hated me. Like, no, well, no, that's not how um, it was, but... That's, I'm going to go to the gas explosion again, because they wind up at the same point of the gas explosion from the beginning of the film. Right, they, they were like, hey, wait a minute, this is yesterday. So yeah, they go back to the gas explosion, wind up in the past, but then somehow further into the past, or no, less further, they went to, Less further into the past less far than into the point the past, they went yeah. previously, but they're in fact three days from the point that they were... When they were presently in the past. I love how this this whole entire movie, it doesn't explain anything. It's just like, yeah, it's called Fire Tripper because this uh, the main character, the girl, anytime she's by fire, she goes into the past. But uh, they don't explain why that is or, you know, how that is. And to, uh, to uh, what what's this, uh, Rumiko uh, Takahashi, she, you know, she doesn't really have any good knack for why things happen. Like, Inuyasha didn't explain why uh, Kagome went into the past really like, at all for a long time. None or, of our souls really explain this, these plot points that they have. Most of the time, it's just like, oh, that was magic. Yeah, Rama, he turns into a girl because, you know, magic water, magic spring. That's how it works. <laughs> so, my synopsis of Fire Tripper. If you were a fan of Inuyasha, I would strongly suggest you take the example of this film and never and, watch Inuyasha. Well, I was it. saying that they were going to jump into a fire because they're Inuyasha fans. Uh, and that's... perhaps you were going to the past, or perhaps you were be set on fire. You could just save yourself a bunch of time, you know, find a copy of Inuyasha and set it on fire, and then, like, you know, maybe it'll go into the past and you'll never have to have bought it in the first place. But the past will have to do with it. Why are you making the past? Screw the past. I'm living in the present. Past can go suck it. <laughs> but the past is the present for the people living presently in the past. You see, now this is where we get really confused about uh, the amazing works of Rumiko Takahashi. Oh, God. I don't even want to, like, begin to contemplate all the Inuyasha BS with the time travel. Like, they do things in the past that should clearly affect the future, and nothing happens to the future. Maybe it was supposed to happen. Maybe it was all predetermined and pre-fated? Yes. No, I don't like that. That's just kind of like a giant blanket, like, solution. Would you like, would you like there to be a scene where they cut a tree in the past and it's cut up in the future? Well, I would much rather have a scene where they step on an ant and then she goes back to the future and everyone's lizard people. 
That, that would be a much better show. But I would watch that show. But you're kind of talking about a very mediocre show to begin with. Yeah, but they could have done so much more with this. I mean, come on. Girl gets caught in a fire ex- and a gas explosion and goes 500 years into the past? It's already like a very Cheesy, terrible but- concept. I mean, for the time she's been gone, they consider her dead. Like, did she even contemplate the fact that she'd be missing? Like, they would have to file a missing persons report, or, like, they'd somehow have to contemplate the fact that she died in a gas explosion. But no, you know, she was just like, well, you know, sorry, Mom and Dad, and then she cries and goes back to the past and marries this dude that she just met. And Poor she- parents. They're the most sympathetic people in the show. Honestly, like, they put up with a lot of bullshit. <laughs> I mean, first they adopt a child they find under a, under a bridge. Who comes from feudal Japan. They don't know that. All they know is they got a bell. She's got a bell. That's the only thing they know. I, lo- I love how... Uh, what, what do you think about the animation in this show? It's, or this movie? It's, an OVA. it's standard for 1985, I'd say. Right, but it's like... It's not absolutely horrible. Right? It's not It's hor- very average. It's average. But because I've been... I'm going to go uh, talk about Bleach for a second. I've been watching some of the new Bleach stuff, and holy crap, is that badly animated well, compared to this. Well, it's the difference in... They probably had a lot more time to work on this than they have to work on an episode of Bleach, which they do once a week. There are 52 episodes of Bleach a year. This was made once. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. But, uh, I don't know, watching old anime in general makes me appreciate newer stuff, and if I see something bad, I'll be like, okay, back to the good stuff. Let's go watch Spirited Away again. <laughs> Touche. So, oh, man. Is that it for Fire Tripper? Uh, I guess. Let, let me think, what else can I say about it? I hope I don't get apple, uh, appleitis. Apolitis? Apolitis. You know, the sad thing about apolitis is that it's an actually an apple-shaped tumor within the stomach. And it is actually, but not, it's not, oh crap, I'm thinking, I ruined the joke. Well, whatever, the joke was. The joke that, was he was going to die anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kid, uh, he, like, this is how they connect it. The kid that, uh, this, like, five-year-old kid that she goes into the past with because the explosion, he was talking about getting his appendix taken out, and he sa- he cutely says, oh, I had appleitis. How and- did he know he had surgery? How do they have surgery in feudal Japan? How does he contemplate the fact that he had a, a future medical technique used on him, and he never mentioned once that he was involved in a gas explosion. Yeah, honestly. And, like, he doesn't question the strange shirt with, like, the tag that says Made in China on it that he was that he had with him when he was sent to the past. And nobody really questions it. It's like, huh, that's some weird-looking clothing. Well, you must be from this time period. We're not going to question it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, but they, they connected. It's like, hey, where'd you get that uh, uh, room? Uh, what was it? Kimono. Huh? Yeah, they're like, where'd you get that kimono? It's like, well, that's weird clothing. And then the other guy, the, the, the kid who grows up and who she eventually marries, the, the way she finds out that it was the kid, it's like, hey, you got this scar, but it looks a lot older. Yeah, that's from when I had my appendicitis surgery. Uh, it's like, come on, that's like the stupidest <laughs> stuff. Like, they, she puts... She, like, she makes all of her plot points so obvious... Even at the beginning, we don't need these little hints. We I could have come up with the plot of a uh, plot of this in like maybe like ten, fifteen minutes tops, and it's just like it feels like there's a lot of padding. 
Like, there could have been a crazy battle or something like that. That would require money for animation. Yeah, and since this is a one-shot, I guess I'm, my standards are too high, and I was coming into expecting something. But come on, you saw the, I saw the back, and I'm like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Perhaps we'll buy some more Rumik World from my West Coast video sometime soon. Did they have any more? Yeah. They had Yatsutora, didn't they? Well, they had Ursa Yatra videos, and they also had some other Rumik World stuff. Maybe we'll get that Macross that they had. Um, or did they not have Macross? That they had like... Macross too, which I have no idea what it is. Nah, maybe we'll look into that. Alright, so I guess that's all I gotta say about Fire Tripper. And uh, now we're gonna be talking about Persona 3, which I've already, you know, talked about my disdain for. In the special? Yeah. Hey, remember that time we had the Rocket Punch special? And we had two other guys who made the podcast much better. And one guy didn't really talk that much. Yeah, we don't either. So we're just going to imagine that never happens and uh, talk about Persona 3. So Persona 3 is the tale of, insert character name here. Main character, Kun. Okay? I think, my, I think for the sake of the podcast, we're going to have to be a little frank. The name of our character is Dale Gribble. What's it say? Well, for maybe for your file, mine I actually named myself who I was. So let's just say his name is Dale Gribble. So Dale is coming to this new school and going to go to this new dorm. We don't know why or where he comes from. He just is. And, and uh, he walks in and sure enough he meets um, some random girl who has two dimensions to her. No, he goes in there and this like weird little kid is like, hey, you got to sign up for the... Uh, for the for the this new dormitory or whatever and then he disappears and then uh he sees this one girl who's like a dorm mate or something she's all freaked out and stuff it's like hey where you got a gun oh uh it's a long story i i don't i don't know why the basic idea is you get to the school and then you find out everybody has these persona powers well four or five people in this school filled with stereotypes yeah man and probably the most uninteresting people have these magic powers yeah, they give magical powers to a dog. Come on, that's pretty cool, but a dog, really? So, the whole concept of this game is that it's a dungeon crawler. Basically, I did not see that coming when basically, I made my purchase. Why don't you, may I elaborate? Go ahead. And basically, you go into this large dungeon, and you're like, well, at night, during this secret hour that no one but us knows about, the school turns into a giant labyrinth. Yeah, basically the idea is there's a 25th hour in the day, and once the 24th hour of the day ends, uh, this 25th hour begins, and within that hour, anybody who doesn't have persona powers turns into a coffin. And any, and, uh, like, monsters and demons roam the night, eating people who, you know, uh, who aren't in coffins and stuff, and nobody knows why, and for all I know, it was never explained. Because I didn't finish the damn game, because the story didn't move anywhere. So basically, in this dungeon is pretty a pretty cool idea in this 25th hour. But the problem is, is that, like, well, let's just say we, you have this calendar system where there are 30 days in a month, and the game lasts for about a year. So yeah, you have to play through an entire year of this game. And, and only one, the, yeah. And the way this game works is that, like, every month you fight one boss. But the, but the problem is, is that, what do you do during the days where you don't fight enemies? You know what you do? You go to school. You go to high school. 
Hey, you know, that demon fight was pretty cool, but there isn't going to be another one till the next full moon. What do you want to do? I guess we'll go to high school? Okay. So our protagonist hero friend guy, Dale Gribble, decides to head off to the local high school every day. And you actually live through this high school system every day. It's so And during this boring. time, you're given questions like, do you want to hear the lesson, or do you want to fall asleep? And they actually give dialogue, a lot of dialogue to these scenes. There are scenes that are like, here's a discussion about magic. I love magic. And I bet all of you will by the time I end this lesson. And if you're not listening, which most likely you aren't because you're skipping the dialogue, you're going to have to answer a question, which increases your charisma. Yeah, basically, uh, I got my charisma all the way up to badass, by the way. Maximum charisma. That's the only way you can uh, do anything you can date, with it. You can date uh, people. What, what was it, Yukari? I think that's her name. It's you have three charisma areas. You have courage. I think you have um, you have intelligence and you have charm. And the only purpose of maxing these out, even though they're very, even though there's no reason to max them out, it's just to talk and date other characters. And the whole purpose of dating other characters for this aspect is to power up your persona powers. Right, because if uh, if you make friends with a person, you'll create a social link. So you'll actually, like, I don't know, It's since your personas are, uh, like, demons that come out of you, they're powered by your, you know, like, how much of a friend you are with other people. I don't understand why that is. But, uh, like, maybe if you... Uh, you meet a person like the fat dude. I laughed when he, they assigned him the moon the moon card. Did you do that? I didn't get that far. Yeah, the fat uh, you can uh, like the fat guy. He gets the tarot card of the moon, and like the uh, like the Japanese wannabe. I think he was uh, the French guy. Yeah, he was uh, the temperance. Like they have all these tarot cards assigned to these people. You, you seem can meet. pretty excited for a game you hate. Oh, I played into it a lot. I wanted to like this game. I really did. But I've, I had to relearn the mistake that the internet does not know what they're talking about when they say a game is good. So let's talk about the reason we don't like Persona 3. Oh, God. First of you, all... Go ahead, start. <laughs> first of all, basically, a lot of this game isn't a dungeon crawler. Most of this game is, in fact, a dating sim. Describe... This, let me let me guide you through a full day. Disguised as a dungeon crawler. What you do is there'll be a plot point, then you'll start your day, and you'll go to school. Maybe they'll give you like a, a school question. It's like, hey, you know, what's you know, what's the capital of this? And if you answer it right, all the people in your in your class are impressed and you get plus one charisma. Which doesn't points. matter because it's not like they're gonna help you on your quest. It actually it's so convoluted. It's like if you get enough charisma, you can be friends with this really intimidating girl, and then you establish a social link with that. And once, once you have like I don't know the chariot, you know social link. Uh, when you create a monster of the chariot arcana, it'll give it more experience and make it stronger. And so you'll have a stronger monster to fight the bosses in the game. But they only happen once per month, so it seems completely useless. So in other words, we have a Dunton caller. That of which is actually a guise, a disguise of sorts, for a dating sim. 
Right, it's like they could have easily split this up into a dating sim, and I'm I'm fine with a dating sim. It's you know I kind of like I like Harvest Moon. That has a that has dating sim. But you get to farm. That's the charm of Harvest Moon is you get to farm and you get to milk cows and you get to cut fur off a sheep. Yeah, well, you know that's the fun stuff. You don't want to be like. You know, they did that with Rune Factory. Did you know that? They turned uh, Harvest Moon into a uh, dungeon crawler, and then nobody liked it from what I hear. Rune Crawlers, it's... I have no idea what that is, but let's... Yeah, Rune Factory is they turned Harvest Moon into a dungeon crawler. That's all all you need to know. Bad idea. (laughs) Can we go back to Persona 3? Persona 3. Could keep talking about it. So, uh, it's... It's not It's a very dull game. I think, let's go on about the reasons we don't like the dungeon crawling part. I have no problem with dungeon crawlers in general. I think my problem with this is that the way you have to power up yourself is that you have to be so powerful, but there are there's only so far you can get before you can get to the next level of enemies. And there are enemies that are just kill you. If you die, if Dale, if, uh, Dale Gribble were to die in any situation in Persona 3... The game is over. I hate that so much. If your main character dies, yes, you get a game over. But you don't get a game over if one of your teammates gets knocked out. What the hell is up with that? I was like, oh, okay, my main character died, but I can obviously revive him. No, sorry, you didn't save, and you just went up 20 levels up this giant dungeon. But, uh, sorry, can't do it. You know, you got a game over because your main character got critical hit by a random enemy that you didn't know was the type that your persona was weak against. It's just complete bullshit. They make this long system of weaknesses to his persona, and there's always the point where the thing that'll counter it, you don't even have yet. Like, there's the guys that'll make you die instantaneously, and it's not like I can even counter them. All I can do is nullify it for one character. The rest of them still have these stereotypical fire and wind and earth powers. It just... It feels bullshitty. Yeah, did you ever run into death while you yes. were uh, while you were doing that? Oh my god, that made me crap my pants because I was so high up the uh, area. I'm like, oh man, I'm about to exit, and then all of a sudden, death pops up out of nowhere. I'm like, oh my god, I ra- I didn't get killed by him. You know, I I ran away because I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I need to, you know, like all my guys had died, and I'm pretty sure I didn't make it to that save, but. I think it's just very cheap of them to pull stuff like that. Because you can make a game hard, but you can't make it as though it feels like the system is cheating you in that way. It feels like it's based on luck. Because, okay, like, the main character can switch his monster, his persona. So, I don't know, maybe I got this new dragon monster or something. But he's, uh, he's like the light element. And I switch it to that, and that was the blue element before. And then I fight a random monster, but these guys are faster than me, and they're all dark monsters, and they get to hit first. And if you hit somebody with their a monster with their weakness, it knocks them down, and you can hit them again, and it'll basically be a, like a free kill. But the monsters have the same advantage against you, and that's complete bull because I don't want to like have to get game overs 20 times in a row and have to replay five hours of the game when i play a game i want to enjoy my game that is the one thing i want in a game i will play a game for hours on end regardless of things but if you make it feel like that the game is cheating me out of my enjoyment of the game i will not play it i will give one very 
good thing about the battle system for Persona 3. You while you're going through the dungeon, have you ever played a dungeon uh, game and like you get really sick of the background music? Yeah. They let you change it. Well, which here's is a better beautiful. idea. That's good. Put on a music player, put on your headphones, and listen to that music. Right, that'll work too. But you know, at least they give you the option. Uh, man, another thing I don't like about it is what was it? Like if a monster sees you and you you're not prepared for it, it blocks your path. It won't let you go. It'll go left and go right and it'll it'll completely just block you off. And then you're like, "Oh, okay, I guess I'm screwed." You know, that's bull. Okay? That, that he'll block your path? Yeah. You know, the monsters should kind of get like lose interest with you, but they chase you. They'll They're chase crazy. you, but you can get past them. Yeah, I'd be able to get past most monsters if I wanted to. Uh, I don't know. Then it's like another really bad thing about it is when you're just starting up the game, it's insanely hard to gain any experience. You'll battle and like, okay, it's like, I finally think I'm doing good enough. But guess what? Your guys get tired in this game. They're like, oh, man. You can only level up so much in the time that you go in for a night. And then you have to actually wait a few days in actual real-time dating sim life. As your characters get better. Or perhaps maybe you get sick in the process. Right, it's bull. Like, one of your guys gets sick? Sorry, can't go to the dungeon because you won't have enough people to fight the monsters that are too overpowered. And admittedly, once you get past all that BS, like, you, your characters don't get tired as often or you can go in longer. But it is really, really hard to even start this game up. I was really intimidated by it. I'm like, oh. Okay, so I'm only up three levels, and I've already have to go back. And this is a seventy-hour game, mind you. Right. I mean, if and this is like assuming you played the uh, the first one, and you're not playing uh, the expansion, which uh, you can get like for thirty bucks. This is the one we got. But there's like another like thirty-hour bonus game adding to the story. Uh, what story? The story. Just to tell people what the story is is that. There's a mysterious monsters coming out, and there's this dungeon, and every full moon monster attacks, and once we beat up all the monsters, things will be taken care of. Dot dot dot, or will it? Right. Uh, the this group of uh, persona users, their high school turns into a giant like labyrinth. As we as we right on the twenty fifth day, and they're just fighting. There's no reason. They're like, well, we're the only people we know of that are fighting these monsters, and if we don't fight them, people are gonna get eaten. You know, during the 25th hour of the day, so I guess we gotta kinda do it. And there's little to no plot other than that, and that's what annoys me, is that there's nothing to really push me to this. Yeah, honestly, I had to look up the actual, just to conclude this thing, I had to look up the story, but they kind of give this deus ex machina thing where it's like, I don't know, like the school was behind it all or something like that, or like this huge company was behind all the shadow monsters (laughs) that were destroying everything. I'm like, what? Really? Okay, I'm glad I quit this game when I did. That's complete garbage. Um, another and, good thing about it, what did you think of the voice acting? Uh, I had it muted, remember? All right. I thought the voice acting pretty damn good, but it's too it's uh I'm going to say not localized enough. Some of you guys might like all these kuns and sans and senpais and stuff I don't added enjoy to it. it. Uh, it feels so tacked on to me. Like, it, yeah, they're they're just trying too hard. Like Dale Son? Like I'm not Dale Son, I'm Dale Gribble. Yeah. Or hey Gribble, get over here. My name's my name's Dale, don't call me by my last name, please. 
I, I don't like that. It's, it's stupid. It's like, oh my god, it's like I'm really a Japanese high school student. Nobody wants to do that. No one wants to go back to high school. No one ever wants to do that. I'm not going to come... Like, uh, the target audience, I'm assuming, for this is high school students. I don't want to go to high school, go through boring classes, and then come home to play maybe like 30 minutes of a dungeon crawler and then be thrown back into what I just escaped from that day. It's not cool. Oh, yeah, and there's um, another point I wanted to bring up is that there's a very emo plot point in that all the Persona users have a gun to activate their abilities, and they shoot themselves in the head to activate it. Right, they call it an evoker, and it's just like, it's not a real gun, it's like a plastic gun, but yeah, exactly what you said, and then the monster comes out of you, and I don't know why there weren't, I guess it's an M-rated game, so... Whatever, they can get away with anything since it's but M-rated. But everything else was so, like, E-rated. It felt, everything else felt so E-rated. Like, I'm going to go on a date with so-and-so. La-dee-da-dee-da. You wanted a date with so-and-so. It was okay. Your relationship is about to get stronger. Yeah. So, hey, you want to have a hamburger? Sure. You got three relationship points. Oh, your relationship's going to become stronger. It's just stupid. And then there's these really stupid concepts that just don't even feel realistic. Like, I had to cancel plans with one of my characters for another one, and they're just, like, instead of taking it casually like a nice person, they're just like, fuck you! Yeah, I know. And then their, and then their relationship goes down. It, re- it reverses. And, and then you have to, like, spend another week just getting them back to normal, just so that your monster won't be completely retarded when you try and create it. What kind of person is like that? There's this... Like, fuck you, how dare you not take out my invitation to go get hamburgers. These people are stupid. Do you, did you ever try and get the relationship up with the jock? Do you know mm. what the story is with him? He breaks his leg, but he doesn't want to get surgery for it. Right, and his reason for that is he needed. He promised like his kid brother that he would be at this place or something. It's really stupid. But then he's like, should I, should I go to the hospital for it? I'm like, yes, you should go to the hospital for it. You're going to break your leg. Shut up, Dale-san. <laughs> I'm going to go cry. Right, and then he does it, and he doesn't like thank you for anything. He's just like, hey, thanks, buddy. But then he, he doesn't... I don't know, it's just the stupid plot points. And uh, what's what's kind of cool, though, is there is one good character in this game, Junpei. Junpei. And you, the comic relief? Yeah. He's the best character in a game in a while. I just like that character he, a lot. In a game of mediocrity, he is a He is a character. shining beacon of light. <laughs> Anytime I see Junpei, I'm like, hell yeah, Junpei. He's going to come here and say something funny. But can you even re- develop your relationship with Junpei? I don't know. I, I know in Persona 4, you can do some very gay things and have relationships with guys. Well, but... thankfully, we're not going to ever talk about Persona 4 or play it. You know, the series wasn't always bad from what I hear. The uh, the guy who did... Have you ever seen uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3? I've heard of it. You've heard of it, and you know what it looks like for all the character designs and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. The main story for that game is the apocalypse happened, you turned into a demon, and you're recruiting other people that have turned into demons to, like, fight the devil or something. That's pretty crazy, but all the character designs and all the plot and everything, they're done by a different guy, and it's completely different from what I hear. So, I don't know, maybe I should go give that a try, but maybe I won't, because the internet was all like, Hey, Wing Zero, try Persona 3! It kicks so much ass, it's the best RPG of the year! But little did I know what I was getting myself into. So, in synopsis, Persona 3. You know what I'd like better than Persona 3? 
I don't know, God Hands. A JoJo's Bizarre Adventure RPG. I would totally play that. Which would essentially be the same thing, only silly and a lot more silly. And not silly. as gay, if you can believe that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whatever yeah. you say, Wing Zero. Oh, man, I just do not like this game. I don't know if you're getting Persona 4 out there, but I got a picture that I'm going to probably put up after this podcast to make you think. If you didn't like Haruhi, you're not going to like Persona 4. <laughs> okay. So, Dale Gribble and uh, Shukamaro and Suzukar say goodbye from Rocket Punch. All right, and uh, hopefully our quality is going to go up because uh, we're getting more listeners, so we got to get on the ball for this kind of stuff. Juggling the balls, juggling the balls of justice and of Rocket Punch. Exactly. Be on the lookout for some sexy promos that I'll be putting on the site sometime soon. And just to tell you, we're going to be a little late with the podcast next week. I got some business plans to handle. He's got some important, uh, important animation stuff to do. And... Perhaps next week I will tell you about those sexy adventures I'm about to have. Oh, we can only hope. We can only hope. All right, so uh, send us some emails. We really need things to talk about, okay? It's at wingmonkey at gmail.com. All right, see you guys soon.